Hi everyone. Welcome back to our podcast Following Your Dreams. I'm Shweta. Here we go to the 8th episode of To the Little Hut from the famous book The Famous 5 written by Enid Blyton. Chapter 8 of To the Little Hut. Julian and Dick were so sleepy after their long day in cold air and their enormous meal that they could not keep their eyes open for long. Go to bed both of you said Annie seeing them lying tiring out in the chairs when Mrs Jones had cleared away everything Yes I think we would better said Julian staggering up Oh my legs they are stiff as sticks Good night to of you girls and Timmy see you tomorrow if we wake up The two boys stumbled up the stone stairs to the bed George and Annie stayed downstairs talking and reading The two boys stumbled up to the stone stairs to bed. George and Annie stayed downstairs talking and reading. Timmy laid on the hayrack, listening his hair twitching towards Annie when she spoke, and then towards George as she answered. The little habit of his always made them laugh. It's exactly as if we was listening but too lazy to join in our conversation, said Annie. Oh George, I'm really glad you're not going home tomorrow. It would be the first time you would ever done anything like that. I would just have to have come with you. Don't. Let's talk about it, said George. I feel rather ashamed of making such a fuss now. All the same, I shall be terrified if I see any of the dogs again when I'm with Timmy. With a bit of luck, the boys went up to the hut today, Annie. We would never known about it if they hadn't. Yes, it sounds fun," said Annie. "Don't let's be too late to bed, George. It will be quite a pull up to the mountainside tomorrow with all of our things." George went to the window. "It's snowing hard," she said. "Just Morgan said it would." "I don't like him, do you?" "Oh, I think he's all right," said Annie. "And what a voice he got." He nearly made me jump out of my skin when he called his three dogs. He must have the loudest voice in the world. "Timmy, you are yawning," said George as Timmy opened his mouth widely and made a yawning noise. "How's your neck?" Timmy was getting rather tired of having his neck examined. He lay still while George had another look at it. "Healing beautifully," she said. You will be quite all right tomorrow. Will you like going to off the hut by ourselves, Tim? Timmy gave her a loving lick and yawned again. Then he got up and trotted over the door and led through the stone stairs, looking back inquiringly at George. Right, we are coming," said George, laughing. And she and Annie blowed up the lamp on the table and followed Timmy up the stairs. They peeped in the boys' room, so Julian and Dick absolutely sounds asleep, dead to the world. A thunderstorm would not wake them up tonight," said Annie. "Come on, let's buck up and get into bed ourselves. We have a nice wood fire again, and I shall undress in front of it. Move over to me. I want to stand on the rug." In the morning, the world was very white indeed, as Morgan had prophesied. How the snow fallen thickly in the night, and everywhere was covered in a thick white blanket, and gleamed the sparkle and weak January sun. 
this is something like that said ji as she looked around his bedroom get up ji it's marvelous morning remember we have got to take our old things and go to the hut today do still yourself mrs jones have them a fine breakfast eggs bacon and sausages it's the last hot meal you will have if you are going up to the hut she said though you will be able to cook eggs in the little saucepan up there if you set it on the top of the oil stove and mind you don't play about round in the stove when it is light or the wall place might go up in flames well we will be careful promised julian i will send anyone back if they upset the stove yes i will so just look out to me oof said tim amiably he was pleasantly excited with all the preparations for going and ran sniffing from one puzzle to the another the children were not taking all their things of course but mrs jones had made them a pack a complete change of clothes each besides their warmest night clothes and dressing gowns they had torches too a plenty of rope and howling things up down the hills and also they had six loaves of the baked bread a large cheese about the three dozens of eggs in a ham so they were truly well provided for and there was a plenty of butter packed in with the loaves said mrs jones a large pot of cream i will try and send up some milk if the shepherds come down he will pass the hut when he goes up again there's only a quart in the bottle there you will find plenty of orange jade and lemonade in the hut and you can boil snow if you want to make a cocoa or a tea it was quite clear that mrs john had no idea that how many times the fire had gone off on their own they smiled and winked at one another and took all the advice in good part she really was so kind so very concerned about them all she even packed some bones and dog biscuits for timmy here's my morgan now said mrs jones when every single thing had been put up in a pile outside the door toboggans and skies as well here's my morgan now said mrs jones when every single thing had been put up in a pile outside the front door toboggans and skies as well He has brought snow slides with him to take all of your goods. The snow slide was like a long flat cart with runners instead of wheels. An elongated slide. The children piled it on the parcels and the stews would get. They were all going to walk up as the snow was not yet too thick. Timmy danced round in a great excitement. Though both he and George kept a very eye out of the other dogs and Timmy did not venture very far from George. The giant like Morgan arrived his breath passing before him like a smoloch cow. He nodded at the children. Morning, he said, and that was all. He took hold of the ropes at the front of the snow slide and ran them over the shoulders. I will take one. said Julian it's much too heavy for one person to pull ha huh, said morgan scornfully 
and walked off with the two ropes over his shoulder. The snow slide followed easily. Strong as a horse is my Morgan, said old Mrs. Jones proudly. Strong as ten horses, said Julian, wishing as big as strong, a broad-shouldered farmer. George said nothing. She hadn't yet forgiven the farmer for being scornful about Timmy's bite the day before. She followed the others carrying her skies and waved to kind old Mrs. Jones as she stood anxiously watching them leave. It seemed a long trek up in the mountainside when things had to be pulled or carried. Morgan went up first, pulling the big snow slide easily. Julian went next, pulling the toboggan and carrying his skies. Dick was the next, another toboggan and skies. The girls came last with their skies only. Timmy ran at the front of the back as he liked, enjoying everything. Morgan said nothing at all. Julian addressed a few polite remarks to him and received a grunt in reply, but that was all. He looked curiously at the great, strong fellow wondering about him and his silence. He looked intelligent and even kindly, but he seemed so dull and rough in his manners and behavior. Oh well, they would soon say goodbye to him and be on their own. They came to the last on the little hut. The girls ran ahead too exclaiming in delight. George looked through the windows. Oh, it's a proper little house inside. Oh, look at those bunks in the walls. And there's even a carpet in the floor. Julian quickly, what's the cree? Morgan's got it, said Julian, and they all stood by, waited while Morgan unlocked the door for them. Thanks so much for helping to bring up our things, said Julian politely. It was very kind of you. Morgan grunted but looked pleased. Shepherds come at times, he said in his deep voice, and the five felt quite surprised to hear him saying even a short sentence to him. I will take the messages for you if you want. And with that, he set off down the hills back to the farm with enormous swinging steps like a giant from an old time tale. He is peculiar, said Annie, looking after him. I don't know if I like him or not. What is the matter? said Dick. Come on, Annie. Old girl, give a hand, plenty to do. What about you and Jot? Seeing what blankets and things are those in the cupboards, so we can make up some beds for tonight. Annie loved that kind of thing, though George didn't. She would much rather have carried in the things. But she went to the cupboards with Annie and examined all their contents with much interest. Plenty of rugs and blankets and pillows, said Annie. And enough china and cutlery for half a dozen families too. I suppose old Mrs. Jones has dozen of people here in the summer. George, I will put the food away if you see to the birds. Right, said George and went to make up four of the bunk beds. There were six of these all together in the row of three. Three on the wall and three on the another, one above the other. George was soon struggling with blankets and pillows while Annie set out the food they had brought with them, arranging it neatly on the cupboard shelves. 
she went to look at the stove to see if if it had oil in it for it would be a cold that at night yes it's full she said i will light tonight because i expect i will be out as long as it's daylight won't we dick you bet said dick unpacking some of the things out of his suitcase by the way there's a little wooden bunker outside with a can of extra oil in an enamel jug i suppose the jug was for fetching water from some spring or other in the summer time but we can easily melt snow for water will you two girls be long annie no we are almost finished said annie do you want something to eat before you go or shall we take some bread with ham with us and have a good meal when you come back oh take some sandwiches said julian i don't want to stop for a meal besides we can't be hungry yet let's make sandwiches and we will take some of the apples with you too the sandwiches were quickly made and the boys filled their pockets with apples timmy danced round in delight you won't be quiet so please tim when you find yourself in deep snow said dick i wonder if he will like traveling down the hills in the toboggan george oh he will love it said george won't you tim are we ready well lock the door you and we off we go thank you guys for hearing we have finished our eighth episode of our podcast and i will come with the next chapter soon till then this is shweta signing out